And here we go. That's right. You're in Red's line. And what happened today in San Diego, California? Well, the Reds were victorious. And before we get into the game, if you're wondering why Red's line's game recap sounds like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, it's because some insecure radio station guy from the local Cincinnati media got his feelings hurt and had to go on and talk about how I was just unlistenable and he only got through one minute and how their postgame show was so great. So we're trying to match the excitement and the Golly G. Willikers postgame show right there in the local Cincinnati area because, by golly, you don't want to have something exciting. You don't want to, you know, have too much good information. So so let's get into it, shall we? All right. Well, the first three outs happened sort of like this. They had a pitcher named Luis Castillo. He was acquired from the Marlins in the Dan Straley trade. Now, also in that trade came Austin Bryce, who's no longer with the Reds. Of course, they might have got him back again because he was put on waivers a couple times. I don't know. But I'll have my engineer, who's just as cool as the local station's engineer, look up that information, and we'll get right back onto that for you. Well, anyways, what else happened is that Luis Castillo, formerly of the Florida Marlins organization, he went up against a homegrown, talented, left-handed pitcher named Eric Lauer. Now, Eric Lauer has a lot of upside. He throws in the mid-90s, has a nice curveball, and he does strikeout batters every now and then. Now, coming into this game, he had given up a few more hits than innings pitched, but that's okay. Sometimes that happens. Right, local Cincinnati radio station? Right, local radio station in Cincinnati. I'm glad we're all on the same page and we're so interesting. Now, let's get back into the what happened in the game. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what happened was... There was a leadoff single by Jose Peraza, the greatest acquisition in the history of Cincinnati Reds. Move over, Joe Morgan. Jose Peraza broke an 0 for 25 string, and he got his first hit in 25 at-bats. Oh, my gosh. Engineer, wasn't that special? Yeah. It was. It was very entertaining because we all know that Jose Peraza is the greatest acquisition in Cincinnati Reds history. We're going to put that right up there with Brandon Finnegan, John Lamb, and Cody Reed. That came in the Joe, Johnny Cueto trade. We're going to put that right up there with Dilson Herrera and Max Wotel, the great Jay Burris trade. We're also going to put that right up there with um, Rookie Davis, Eric Jaglio, 
Caleb Cotham, who was a six-year minor league free agent after the first year of the of being acquired by the Reds. And don't forget Tony Renda, who is traded earlier from the Washington Nationals to the New York Yankees for a player to be named later in the greatest or oldest Chapman trade, which was when Dick Williams and Walt Jockey got nothing back for the greatest closer in this century, basically. Maybe minus Craig Krimble. I am not sure. So let's go on. Ladies and gentlemen, back to Jose Peraza. After his first hit, he looked like a little kid at a candy store. And everybody here at the local Cincinnati Reds radio station was clapping our hands. And we were holding hands. And we were saying how great it was. That our, the greatest acquisition in Cincinnati Reds history. The, the coup that Dick Williams pulled off that was going to bring the entire championship World Series trophies back to Cincinnati. He finally got a hit after 25 at-bats. So, yeah, that was great. Wasn't that great, Engineer? Wow, that was great. Yeah. So what then happened? Well, a couple other things happened. Some players got out. And then another great acquisition, Jose Iglesias. He singled Jose Peraza home. Because I didn't tell you this. But Peraza stole a base to get in scoring position. So then Iglesias was able to drive him in with a single. And the Reds took a one to nothing lead. Two straight games in a row, gang. Ain't that right, Engineer? Yeah, that's great. Isn't it so fun that we can have such a nice little roundtable talk, Engineer? Yes, it is, because... You don't want to have anything exciting. You don't want to have any chance of entertaining anybody. You want to talk about all these 27 outs that we can go on because we are geographical Reds fans, and we like to talk about normal things. Well, guess what? Luis Castillo, he was just lights out, but he did run into some trouble in, I think, the top or the bottom of the third. The first pitch, well, it wasn't the first pitch. Thank you, Engineer, for telling me that, but it was the first batter, Eric Hosmer, in the bottom of the third. Yeah, that's right, Engineer. You know it. Kisses and hugs to you, Engineer. Yeah, Eric Hosmer hit a high fastball out to right field, and that's what you call a home run if you don't know what it's called when the baseball that's hit from the pitcher's hand to the hitter, and then the hitter hits it, and it goes over that big old fence out there. Well, that's called a home run. Yes, that's awesome. Now, that tied up the game. Now, ladies and gentlemen, are you really entertained by the local post-game show that I just copied? And pretended to try and make an engineer local in Cincinnati happy because apparently he couldn't get through one Reds line one minute. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I can't stand it any longer. I can't even stand to listen to that postgame show, let alone pretend to be it. So, anyway, let's start it all over and here we go. That's right. You're back in the real Reds line, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry if somebody's feelings are hurt back there in Cincinnati. You might want to go do some more car parking at the uh, 
hotel or restaurant or wherever the hell you work at because now it's the time to go back to Red's line. That's right. Red's line. What happened? The Reds won. They won a third game in a row. They won one two days ago, won one last night, and if they won tonight, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. Yeah, that's right, buddy. The Reds won one, lost eight, won four, lost four. Now they've won three. Whoa. How'd this go down? Well, Luis Castillo was lights out. In fact, if you watch this game, you will have seen that Luis Castillo was even making the Padres smile and laugh. His change was so nasty. Manny Machado missed it twice on big swings and just could only grin. And basically, he didn't hat tip him, but he was like, hey, buddy, that's a pretty good pitch. And he got that change when it had so much movement on it on an Eric Hosmer. one time. I think it was the, the ninth strikeout that uh, Castillo had in the uh, sixth inning. That strike got to Eric Hosmer. He just grinned because he was like, man, that is unhittable. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we got a uh, number one of the good things that will probably be Luis Castillo, which he is an ace. I, uh, If you go back all the way through Red's line history and you listen to the pregame show, you'll know why they put Luis Castillo as the ace. If it walks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, if it acts like a duck, hey, it's a duck. So what they do, they wanted Luis Castillo to prepare every game, every fourth or fifth day, that he was the ace. They wanted him to walk like the ace, talk like the ace. They wanted him to be the ace. And what did he do today, ladies and gentlemen? Six innings, four hits, one run, one earned run off of that Hosmer home run in the bottom of the third. And... He only walked one batter. I'm really happy about that because what have I said? Luis Castillo, he can't be walking three, four, five batters a game. He caved nine hitters over six. The guy is just downright nasty, and he lowered his ERA down to 1.47. Now, if he can keep this up and he gets through May with this kind of uh, arsenal and these kind of numbers, we're looking at a Cy Young candidate, ladies and gentlemen. So props to you, Luis Castillo. Anyways... So, what happened? Anyway, so let's start it out. Hey, first inning, Jose Peraza. He is in a 0 for 22 slump. He hadn't had a hit in 25 at bats, basically, plate appearances. He singles to center field, I believe, in the outfield. And he gets on first base and he's giggling like a schoolgirl, jumping up and down. Joey Votto's like clapping. I mean, it was the weirdest thing I ever said. I guess you got to be happy, but man, I would have just got my hit, went to first base and said, thank God I got a hit. Anyways, so he's still second. A couple other batters get out. Uh, Jose Iglesias, who's batting in the fifth hole for some unknown reason, drives him in. I guess David Bell, that worked for you. So the Reds take the lead again, two games in a row in the first inning. Okay, so Luis Castillo's lights out in the first. And, hey, our earlier game show, our post-game show, you know, the copycat of the one that's awesome, you know, in local Cincinnati, um, that one was wrong because the Hosmer pitch that he took deep happened in the bottom of the second. See, local Cincinnati media, you need to come through me and Red's line. You might get your numbers correct. Anyway, here it goes. So, 
That was a high fastball to Hosmer, man, and he just, you know, tattooed it over the right field fence, man. Right center field. It was a uh, just a mistake by Castillo. You can't really get on Castillo, man. He's throwing 80, 90 pitches a game. So what's bound to happen is that's bound to happen. In fact, the one thing I'd like to see is Luis Castillo get a little more, more pitch efficient. He was right on the money, 100 pitches through six. And I'm not trying to scare you, Resonation, but he could not consistently pitch 100 pitches through six innings all the time. He's got to get that number down and be more pitch efficient because I can tell you right now, if this guy could go in the seventh inning and be around, you know, 95, 100 pitches, this will be a deadly starting pitcher for the Reds. And he already is deadly. Don't get me wrong. The Reds got a lot to do. They can sweep the Padres tomorrow afternoon in San Diego. But they got to, you know, get all those outs tomorrow. But let's not get the cart too ahead of the horse. Anyway, to make a long story short, then in the fourth inning, some really crazy things happened. We had a situation where... Three batters hit three singles in a row. There was one out. So basically what had happened was Scott Shebler hit a ball off the pitcher, I think, and it deflected to the third baseman. He got a hit, so that was a uh, blind squirrel nut situation. And then uh, the next batter got a hit. Who was that? Farmer. Kyle Farmer. Man, I can't believe I messed that up. Kyle Farmer got a hit. And then Barnhart drives him in. So it was three singles in a row. Yeah, we, we do sound like the local Cincinnati postgame show when you don't even know who the batter is next. But hey, you know what? It's Kyle Farmer. Don't give me a hard time. So in the top of the fourth, it was a three singles in a row. Shebler, Farmer, and Barnhart. Barnhart drives in his third run of the year. So what happened in the fifth? Suarez walks. Eric Lauer tries to pick him off first. Suarez advances on the base pass and gets to third. And then Yasiel Puig gets a nice sack fly to right field to score Suarez. And it is a 3-1 to one, uh, score. Score, 3-1 to one score. They extended the lead to 3-1. to one. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Well, anyways... To make a long story short, after Luis Castillo had pitched six innings, nine Ks, only allowing one earned run on that Eric Hosmer homer, this is what happened. Phil Mickelson is pinch hitting for Luis Castillo. Oh, wait, not Phil Mickelson, Jesse Winker. The guy who is Phil Mickelson, five home run balls to left field. He's a left-handed hitter, by the way. All five of his home runs, he has sliced like Phil Mickelson to left field. The guy's just got great exit velo. He gets on the ball. He's got great trajectory off the ball. He just barrels up the baseball, and it's awesome. So what happens? He pinch hits for Luis Castillo, and, man, he hits a home run to right. And he just went out there and, I mean, just squared up the baseball and drove it to right field. He took over the Reds team lead in home runs. He was tied with Derek Dietrich with five. Now he's got six home runs, and that was his 10th RBI. I think he's second on the team with RBIs. Dietrich has 13. So the Reds go up 4-1. to one. Now, 
When does it get kind of crazy? Well, David Bell! It took you three pitchers to get through the eighth. And David Bell! You're driving me insane, man! What happened? So he brings in Robert Stevenson. And Robert Stevenson is kind of... Robert Stevenson hadn't allowed an earned run since the first appearance of the season. He's got his ERA down to .084. Fernando Tatis Jr., who, remember we've talked about it, Red's front office, you got Nick Senzel, who can be your Fernando Tatis Jr., and bring some energy to this team. Fernando Tatis Jr. drives a ball right down the third base line, gets in the corner, and triples. So a leadoff triple in the bottom of the eighth. Man, wouldn't you like to see Nick Senzel doing these exciting things, leading off, playing shortstop, home runs, stolen bases, triples? Yeah, the Reds, you got that. But we want to play games with our top 10 prospects, not top 10 organizational, top 10 in the majors. Anyways, so then what happens? Robert Stevenson is able to strike out the next hitter. Because you know what? That's the one thing that when Robert Stevenson had a problem with walks, he was always able to go back and then strike out those hitters. Man, he was just talented, and he could do it. And uh, so then what happens? He uh, So after Mia strikes out, he's got Manny Machado coming up to the plate, and you got Tatis Jr. on third. So Manny Machado's chomping at the bit to drive a ball deep. So he... This is where it's really confusing. He leaves Stevenson in to face Machado. Machado walks. Then he leaves Stevenson in to face Renfro. Okay, everybody's right-handed, I guess. So he gets Renfro to pop up. All he needs, right, is one more out. And I just thought you should have left Stevenson in there, man. The guy hadn't allowed a run all year since his first appearance. His ERA is 0.84. It's probably down because he's got two outs. So what do you do, David Bell? You bring in Amir Garrett. Now, I understand you're trying to neutralize Eric Hosmer because he's left-handed. The guy's two for three already. But this is what you should have done. You should have brought in Jared Hughes to get a ground ball because Eric Hosmer takes a first-pitch fastball from Garrett and drives into Tease. And then what do you do? you got to bring in Hughes to face Myers anyway. And you get the ground ball. That's how Jared uses is used to get ground balls, man. And that's what you needed from Hosmer. Anyway, to make a long story short, David Bell, you used three pitchers, relievers, to get through the eighth. You used five relievers in this game. You are going to run out of relievers by June 15th, man. It's crazy. Anyway. So we go to the bottom of the ninth, and this is one other thing I question. Man, Rosella Iglesias has been lights out, but you just had used him the last two games, and he's been awesome. Six batters face, six strikeouts. So I kind of questioned it, but it worked out, man, because Rosella Iglesias came in there throwing darts, strikes out seven, eight, and nine consecutive batters. So... The Reds have gotten three wins in San Diego. Iglesias has saved all three of them, and all nine batters he's faced, he's struck him out. So you got that going for you, David Bell. Congratulations. Okay, 
So let's get to the good things. Luis Castillo, you're number one on my good things list, man. You pitched six innings, four hits, only made one mistake to Hosmer, one walk, and nine Ks. You're number one on the good things. Congratulations. Number two, my man Phil Mickelson. That's right. He, well, Jesse Winker, you're not Phil Mickelson today because what you do? Your five home runs went to left field. Your first five, this one, you took deep to right field. Yeah, that's right. You pitched hit in the uh, seventh, top of the seventh, and you hit a homer. And that's your team leading six. So you get number two in the good things. Now, what happened number three in the good things? I got to go with Iglesias. Man, nine for nine, nine strikeouts, nine hitters up, nine hitters down. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Nine times. It's almost like we're in a Ferris Bueller movie. Nine times. That's right, Mrs. Bueller, nine times. I don't remember Ferris missing nine days. That's right, Mrs. Bueller. You never do. Anyways, Iglesias, congratulations. You're number three on the good things list. Now let's go to the bad things. David Bell, you're like a quadruple bad things. Maybe even all five, the last five bad things. Five relievers? Are you kidding me? I don't want to go in and talk about it anymore. But, man, you got to be more pitch efficient. More, not pitch efficient, pitcher efficient. It's crazy. Now, I'm not really going to go too deeper on the good things and bad things list because David Bell, you're basically number one, two, and three on the bad things list every every game recap. So anyway, where do we go from here? Well, they're not going too far. They're going to be in San Diego one more day, and I hope they can sweep this team because uh, a sweep would be great because the Reds have already been swept like three times, so this will be the Reds' second sweep. Anyway, to make a long story short, um, we got uh, Tyler Miley against Joey Lucchese. And Joey Lucchese is a, is a better left-handed pitcher than uh, Lauer was tonight. Lucchese's got electric stuff. He's, uh, this is going to be a pretty hard uh, test for the Reds. He's a young pitcher. His ERA is uh, 5.06. But don't be fooled, man. When you watch his windup tomorrow, it's really animated and really herky-jerky. And uh, if the Reds get some timing down, they could probably score some runs. But if it's anything like we've seen, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle because I believe Luke Casey's got a Cy Young in him down down the uh, in it, further on in his career. But Male, I'm hoping Male can just stay in the strike zone, not walk anybody. Because I believe that we got a good chance a really good chance, in fact, to get a sweep of the Padres. So, yeah, that's right. Where do we go from here? Well, it's San Diego. And then, uh, basically, um, Monday's an off day, and we'll, we'll be back in Cincinnati for hosting the Atlanta Braves. What can the Reds do to improve? Well, I would, uh, at least Joey Votto wouldn't lead off today. If he's leading off tomorrow, I'm, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm gonna, I might have to go on vacation if he's leading off tomorrow. But anyway, to make an even longer story short, ladies and gentlemen, it was a good victory tonight. They've been having these blue-collar wins the last three nights, and that's kind of what it's going to take until the offense starts rolling. And I think if they can just get Senzel up here, put him at shortstop, 
play, bat him leadoff, I think that'll change the entire landscape of this offense. Not to mention add in Scooter Jeanette. So anyway, the Reds, they've now been in 20 games, right? They're 8-12. and 12. So they still got a little ways to go. If they can win tomorrow, they're within wing shot, you know, of 500. So tomorrow is a really important game, even though they've already won the series. They got to close this series out tomorrow, and they'll be nine and twelve if they can win. And I'm really hoping they do because you got to get to 500. Get into 500, and then we can talk about the next step. Anyways, I'm glad I didn't burst a blood vessel tonight, David Bell. But maybe it's just because Vado had a little uh, uh, back impingement or whatever was going on with him, and he set. Because if you'd have let, it, let him off, I don't even know if I could have got through this game recap. Anyway, so from the Little Apple all the way back to Cincinnati, Red's line is out for the night.